Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Amir, back with another episode of Black Entourage Podcast. Today, we are joined with Sean, as well as Jamal and Adam. Today, we're going to kick things off with a little philanthropy. Seems like Young Thug and Gunna released 20 to 30 people out on bail um, for low-level crimes. Who wants to kick off that story? Oh, yeah, but I didn't I didn't really go deep in the article as well, but just the story of uh, a rapper from the, the area who grew up, you know, in the south side of Atlanta going and bailing people out for low offenses that probably shouldn't be in prison for, you know, some of those are probably low-level marijuana sales or something as small as that. So just to have, for him to have that awareness and uh, that generosity, because that's really what it is, for him to take his money and, like, go get to the bailsman and get the lawyer and be like, let's make sure these guys come out today, to just do that and, you know, it with the... with. With, what are they saying, Spider-Man? With great power comes great responsibility, right? But also with the great power in uh, as an influencer, right? He's, he's a big rap artist. So he has the money, he has the whereabouts, he has the connections to make things like this happen. So uh, shout out to him. That's really big. And other artists and other uh, people should do that for the independent cities or localities because there are some people sitting in jail for some, some, some shit that... They shouldn't be, to be to be honest. You know, people are just trying to make a living sometimes in a rough-ass economy. And, you know, sometimes you got to sell a little weed. You got you to gotta make ends meet. <laughs> so I'm not saying that it's right, but, you know, you niggas, you niggas ain't hiring. But that's not something you should be sitting in jail for 20-plus years for, for less than the man is sitting here trapping right in our faces. Exactly. After all these years of prohibition, like, please, exactly. get out of here. Get out of um, here. I think I think what they're doing is is very noble. I mean, to give back to the trenches that that you came up out of. Yep. Um, and it and it highlights the problem with the justice system. I don't want to get too deep, but you know, like people sitting in jail because they can't afford bail. Yep. That that's insane. Like. So it's good that they took a uh, took it on their shoulders to release, do what they can, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't help everybody, but you can help. You can do what you can, mm-hmm. and it and it kind of highlights um, from uh, what hip hop is doing uh, in the justice, like pushing that justice, uh, justice equality, reform, yeah, yeah, or justice reform. Like, um, so for them to just go ahead and take that baton and, and run the race their own way is commendable. So that's it. That's my view on it. Uh, I agree. I think it was a dope thing that they, that they did. Um, I think, of course, like, you know, it was timely, um, especially the conversations we're having about, um, you know, convictions and re- just re-looking at how the, you know, justice system works. Um, especially corrections facilities. Um, you know, we really need to like overhaul that whole system. You know, the system was made to impoverish, you know, black and brown people, of course. Like, that's the reason why they had, uh, you know, cash bells because, like, you know, people didn't, black people didn't have anything. So you could set a low bell and they still wouldn't be able to get out. Yep. Right. Um, so these issues are, these issues are, you know, particularly in, in those neighborhoods. They, they, say, they try to use it, they try to use it as a way to, like, say they're trying to keep people from, be from from fleeing but really it's just like targeting on you know people who don't have any you know the means to know to get themselves out of jail um so you know it's another issue it's another situation where like the haves you know get the opportunity to face like to, like for get out of jail prepare for the case and actually have a chance to win where like a, you know you know a lawyer they probably get what hour hour a couple hours with their client every week it's shitty it's not it's not a, it's not an appropriate way to like have people face the judicial system so I think it was dope like it, that they did it, um, but I think it was I think it was also it was smart. They did it. They did it at the right time. I think you know um, the the label is trending. I think Young Thug been saying that he put his he got his whole label on going number one, and then for him and you know his biggest probably his biggest signee to go and do something like that in the you know predominantly black neighborhood with a black mayor, um, you know it looks good. Optics look good, right? And then if they if they can't even get like at least one of the people because you know 
half this rap shit is all about like who did it first and like the way so if they do it first maybe they can get more people to do it more often more frequently you know what i'm saying a couple thousand dollars get those folks out of jail, keep moving mm-hmm. and i also i'm glad you brought up that point because i was kind of thinking about how jay-z has been setting the um foundation for this type of philanthropy and and I first started seeing it uh, I forgot what happened but there was a particular situation where um, I believe that B and J got uh, someone out on bail was it 21 I don't know but nigga you said B like you know her personally one day <laughs> you have to speak I mean, this into you have to speak this into existence my friend he's a part of the hive he can say B yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my, um, that's my, in my world. Um, but definitely, I just think that people are setting the foundation for this type of philanthropy in the black community. Um, and I think that the more people who do it, the more people are going to learn from it. Like we see people giving out turkeys and, you know, all this other type of stuff inside of their communities, but, you know, trying to tackle the judicial system, something totally different. Um, in my opinion, because, you know, you can give out free turkeys, but when you go against these people and these heart-rooted institutions that are trying to keep a certain people down, and you're saying, you know what, it doesn't matter what y'all do, there's a group of elites that's going to take care of this shit, um, eventually they're going to get tired of the charade, and um, I believe the scales are going to be flipped, so I think it's really good what they're doing, and I definitely think it's going to motivate other people to do it, because if you ask me, uh, Gunna and Doug, I don't know them personally, but I wasn't expecting to wake up and read that they got they paid thirty people bills. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's their persona. Don't know. Um, but it should set the foundation for more people to do more liberating things for our community. Get some of these fathers out of jail so they can raise their children. Yep. Completely sure. agree. And I just want to say, uh, in in just the the larger schemes of things, as people trying to get low offenders people out of jail. Uh, I think you got to throw Kim Kardashian in that as well for what she was doing over the past couple of years. Yeah, kind of quieted down uh, because she doesn't have a celebrity in office to kind of do those things. But she has been working to help shape uh, prison reform in her own way and help get people out of jail who doesn't need to be in there. Uh, so that's where to give credit. Real credit is due in that regard. Um, um, before we move on, I just want to say, like, I think it's important that we see hip-hop doing this and i hope it continues to do more often because these are people that came from the trench most of them came from the trenches you know what i mean they're in the same place that they could have they could it, it could have been right, there right yeah they could have mm-hmm. been there they could have been sitting down doing whatever for whatever <laughs> and and instead they're in multi-million dollar houses and and you know, living a good life. So I think it's important that hip hop pushes the foundation for justice reform. Not always in breaking off money or bread, but at least championing it, right? Putting it um, out there. Like hip hop is the, what, what is it? Like the biggest genre, the yeah. most? It's pop, it, to me, hip hop is pop culture. To me personally, it, like there's pop, but, yeah. but hip hop to me is like, pop music without the title. Everybody loves hip hop. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, you love the sound of that bass and the drums. Yeah, it's the, it is the culture, so just saying it, doing things like this, I think will ultimately push a change eventually. It changes the narrative instead of spinning jewelry. Like, yeah, you can have your jewelry and your whatever else that you're into, but, you know, instead of people thinking that rappers only spurge on jewelry and hoes and, like, lavish things, it's good to see the community doing something positive with good their to money. See, yeah, good to see someone putting their money where their mouth is, right? Yeah. But the mouthpiece for, for artists are important, too. I hope they continue to do that as well. So I'm sure. Uh, I guess that's a good segue into the music, right? A lot of music happened yeah. uh, over last week. Uh, I guess the last two weeks. Uh, started with start off. I guess starting with the first major release, right? In over a year, year and a half, DJ Khaled with the Khalid Khalid album. Uh, what do you guys think about it? I'll, I'll wait for you guys. I guess. All right, I'll start. I'll, okay, good. I'll, good. I'll start. Uh, I heard, I heard people like 
talk about it before I listen to it. Okay. That's never After- good. <laughs> No, nah, and, and people were killing this shit like it was horrible. I listened to it; it wasn't that bad. It was just there was okay. There was no cohesiveness in it, but it's a it's a compilation album. Who's expecting cohesiveness? Like the songs, the songs are good enough to be in your playlist. Like, not all. That's all that a Khaled album is. It's for. not. It wasn't one of his best Khaled albums. No, 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 no. 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 But. But for him coming off a pandemic and putting those artists on tracks, it it wasn't horrible. It like was niggas were saying it was garbage, it was this and that. It was not bad. It was like I'll give it like uh, a C plus, B minus, like an eighty. Like that's mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah, I, I believe that there's a couple. I have to listen to it again. I was listening to it on the way back from Orlando, and there's a lot of songs that I like, but I realized that DJ Khaled has a narrative when he's creating his works, and the narrative is um, either perseverance or overcoming <laughs> obstacles or Another empowerment. One. Like, it's, 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 for some reason, DJ Khaled is, forgive me, corny, um... And I believe that he's doing it. I believe that he's doing it on purpose. And I like the idea of him tapping into his persona. Another one, another one, another that, one. Like this is genius. It's his brand, and I respect it. Um, but what I admire about DJ Khaled is his positivity and how he motivates the people around him to be collaborative and make works of art that are motivational to the listener. Um, he's very, very good at making tracks that is either a bop like okay, this is dope, or shit that'll make you think. And it's a different range of shit that you can hear all throughout the album that'll give you a different vibe, but the message is consistent. Perseverance is nothing but up from here. We the best. Like, it's, it's everything that he stands for, but other artists are personifying his idea. Um, and we can talk about Jay-Z and Nas' song a little later once we get more interpretations of the album, but... Who wants to give their Adam, opinion? do you want to go first before I go in, or you want to go? Want, 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 you want me to go first? I haven't listened to a Khaled album ever. I, I, I can't listen to thirteen songs. <laughs> listen, we don't. He only does it at the beginning of the song. Maybe if that's, what, if that's what you want to do with your day, all power to you. I am not listening to. But don't listen to Swiss Beats. Say zone, zone, zone. Zone, 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 zone. I will not listen to a Swiss Beats album either. There's three people I won't listen to a whole album of. Khaled, Twist Beats, and um, Beyonce. I can't do it. Sorry. Wow. Wow. It's just too much. Beyonce yells too much. Beyonce yells, Beyonce yells too much. Khaled yells too much. Beyonce Swiss, yells too Twist. much? Yeah, she, like, half her songs are ballads. Like, she's not really, like, a song, a sing-songy kind of girl for the most part. Like, let's somebody writes it for her. A lot of her songs are ballads. Oh, man. Oh, Please don't have to be high. Be high. She's a ballad singer. Like she's better at singing ballads. I mean, her pops are cool, but like she's she better at singing pops. She has high um, pops. And yeah. and she doesn't write anything. So I mean, it works. <laughs> no, it but works. I'm saying her. But but her. I feel I feel like her better songs are her pops. I feel like I saw the single ladies and a couple other things like her. Like shit, she be like really singing on. Partition. And no matter what she sings, be she honest. She has a ton of bops. Do she Beyonce has a ton of bops. Okay, she. Oh, 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 of course, we know she has a ton of bops. But like, come on, like the rest of her albums are mostly ballads. A lot of her, a lot of her music are ballads because, it, to me, to me personally, and this is not to attack any particular species of human, but she's singing to a certain set of emotion. <laughs> And those emotions are geared toward the female species. And it hits them more than it would hit, say, for instance, us. And she ain't got no songs with Khaled. And Khaled <laughs> said, <laughs> and back to the Khaled album, <laughs> uh, my review of it was, it wasn't that good. Uh, it wasn't his best Khaled album. Uh, I think it was a good tester for the music industry to get back to work, to say, to so people don't have to essentially 
this was the first like project where nobody really got together to feel the vibes in the studio or whatever, right? So everything's probably set back and forth and then to stitch together. Uh, this album to me was like, uh, it was Khaled Khaled featuring Lil Baby. Uh, he was like on every other track. Uh, which is Lil Baby track goes. Though. Yeah, which I was gonna say is not a bad thing, <laughs> but that goes back to what Khaled is known for. He has like a click and that click is gonna be the yeah. main point of Bryce every single yeah. album. Justin Bieber. <laughs> And he didn't. That Bryson Tiller track is fire. And, and, he, and he's. How many, how, many, how many songs is on this album? Like 15, 13, 15, 14. Yeah. 15. Yeah. So, like, if he's. I'm put, if I'm put, I'm putting about six of them in the playlist. That, yeah, I can put that six to in the me, There's about that six to me in is the like playlist. A good, it's an okay album. It's, yeah. It's Order okay. Um, the second half is much better than the first half to me. Um, I like the little Wayne song. You didn't like that? Nah. I'd have not liked like anything that, from Wayne. Who is it? It was Jeremiah and Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah he's hit or miss with me. Yeah, Wayne got pretty I hit like and that miss. One. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's hit or miss with me, but that one, I, I was like, okay, I can put this in the play. But overall, I would give... Cardi B song was dope. Yeah. yeah Cardi good. can't, like, miss right now. Yeah. She's one of those yeah, artists Cardi. right now that she's hitting a whole run every time she swings. Yeah. Meg the Stallion can't miss. Cardi I didn't, I didn't, can't miss. That was actually surprising. I didn't like that Meg the Stallion song too much. That's surprising because she creates hits after hits after like she's unstoppable right now. Oh, but no. back to Khaled's album, yeah, how did y'all but, feel about that? Um, I forgot what the song was called. Well, the Jay Z and Hope joint. The Jay Z and Hope joint. Like sorry, you know, not sorry. That's that's yeah. some motivational shit, boy. Yeah, that stuff's them talking their shit over the years. It wasn't their greatest bars, but their bars were just good enough to shit on everybody. It was powerful. That's, that's, all, business. Business. That, that's all it was. It was like their most simplest bars like I have ever heard. But compared to everything else, it's like it just sounds better. But was it the best J? Nope. Was no. it the best Nas? Nope. <laughs> I think it's not gonna be it's the best because they're not the same. That J verse was amazing. J killed the shit. That J verse was crazy though. Yeah, That shit was stupid. Don't forget about the other B. <laughs> like, yeah. And that was a double entendre. Like that shit's crazy. Number one. What? What else? What else was there? Um. Nas the new crypt. What do you say? Crypto the Scarface. Crypto, the crypto Scarface. The crypto the Coinbase. Scarface. The Coinbase Scarface. Cause he did the, he was investing in Coinbase before they went public. Um, but but I just give it to those guys because it's easy to make music that people want to fuck off to and shit like that. But I've noticed a current trend with Jay Z, which is he's trying to push grown men's thought processes and ideology forward, right? You can talk about bitches and hoes and all that type of stuff all day long, but when you're talking about investing and what house should you have bought in your old hood instead of buying cars? And it's, it's, it's a little bit more hard to create some shit that's a bop. But at the end of the day, what he's trying to do is push knowledge versus just pop culture. No, but still you know trying what? to make it sound no, cool. I think they could have they could have gotten a bop. I think if Khaled, like when I hear those two together, I want some hard shit. No offense. I want some success type shit. I want. I want a baseline type shit. I don't want it. I don't want anybody singing in the background. I don't want me doing vocals over the top. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm with you. I like the song. I thought both of their bars were good. I thought they were they're hard bars. Yeah. For, for yeah. that beat, they were fucking hard bars. But if I see those two names together, I want, I want more. more shit. Yeah, I want, I want a little more bit shit. more. Like, it was okay, but I want more. Like, I think we all have those two artists on a high enough pedestal in the rap game to where that was okay, but we know they could do better. I think that's fair enough to say as a fan. With the same content, with the same content that they were preaching? Yeah, these niggas were basically just talking about their investments and shits for... That's why I agree with Amir and kind of disagree with y'all. I feel like their lyrics were there. I feel like the, the... it was there. The lyrics are what they were saying the over the last album. Jay basically told y'all niggas about the same shit on 444. Well, so what's the difference now? <laughs> because it's a Khaled versus Beast Mover? 
He gave you a whole album of that shit. You guys want more of it? That's yes, what, yes, yes, yes. That's we, need more. we need, we need more. more, but we <laughs> had that already. Raise the bar higher than giving us what you gave us on your last album. That's all but, I'm but saying. What if, what if that's what he's still on? What if you? I mean, I want Jay on that. It shows his evolution as a rapper from the fucking drug dealer all the way up to the businessman (laughs) to the goddamn billionaire. It shows his growth. So, yeah, your mindset is supposed to fucking change. So, yeah, you're going to start telling people about businesses and investments, what this costs and how much you did for this and how much you invested in that. You sold it. What I'm saying, I'm not saying, okay, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying. The song structure, I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying because he does anymore. Hold on. So, he, he clearly, the bars were there. That's what I'm saying. Like, the structure of it, like that B-line, and, and like, it's classic Cove. I, I understand if you don't want that content. I think we can all agree we want No one's saying they don't want the content. We're saying we heard that type of bars before. And we wanted, now, I mean, and we got more... Fun type of content from that on the 444 that we did to that 16. Yeah, yeah, that shit was a good 16, but we need more. That's it. We're not, I'm not falling prisoner to the moment of him and Nas being on a song together. That's what I think is the bigger thing. People are falling prisoner of the moment of them. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody fell into the moment. Sounds like you guys are. Everybody, everybody that talks about the song is saying the same thing that you and Adam are saying. I'm too, I'm too young to even understand the history the of Jay-Z. And I'm too young to understand the history of Jay-Z and Nas. Just one more. When I saw Jay-Z and Nas, I was like, okay, Jay-Z and Nas has How old are you? I'm 29, my nigga. You like, know. You you're should, right there. You yeah. went there. I'm know. right there, but I was probably you like you three or four when that shit was going on, dude. Like, was dude, so when was they having? When was when was everything going on? In but your you could you could have listened back, like you in 2005. You weren't like, well, in 2005, I was nice. soldier like cranking that yank, nigga. I was not doing that. any. That I was, was not. <laughs> Adam, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, you blaming that one Okay, cool. <laughs> no, but y'all you understand. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, my bad. Anyways, but no, Watch Me Crank That Yank was actually some shit. Uh, one of the dudes from my high school made the song. But besides that, all I'm saying is y'all are from a different time period where y'all's brains were more developed to appreciate something like that. Where me, I was doing 30 second dance moves pre TikTok back in 2005. That's all that I cared about. So I get it, but when I saw Jay-Z and Nas, I was like, okay, a great artist and another great artist speaking the type of content that black people need to hear during this time. I don't care about all that other type of stuff as long as, as, long as the content is there. Put your hand down. Put your hand down, sir. Go ahead, Adam. It's a free, it's, no, this is a free space. We all I mean, I was, safe I was space. I've been talking for the last 15 minutes. That's what oh, I was it's, a, it's a safe <laughs> space, Adam. So I so I agree with Sean only for the fact that and, and I'm gonna debunk, I'm gonna debunk Amir's theory too. Because like the last couple albums from Jay-Z and Nas have been this, right? But at a higher level. Like that Nas song with Swiss Beats, nuts. Same kind of content. Nas album done, same kind of content. Like Jay-Z 444, Jay-Z, Jay-Z Magna Carta, same kind of content. Like I just think I think I did like Magna Carta. Why is everybody saying that? Anyway, keep I like going. It. Sorry, sorry, no interruptions. Keep going. I did not okay. like that album. So basically, basically, <laughs> basically, what what Khaled did is he had Marshawn Lynch on the two yard line and he, he threw the ball. Oh my! Is that God. beat? He could. He had James Fauntleroy, Jay Z, uh, Nas, and B and Beyond. Come yeah. on, bro. You could have made a harder beat. You could have went so much harder on that. Even the Carter's going, come on, you could have went so much harder. The beat could have been something like. Yeah. And Rick Ross is it too. Rick Ross be talking about, you know, he be having a he be having hard beats, just to maintain flow and just be talking his shit. You get you just get your shit off in the right beat. He, Khaled just he just didn't create the great the best vibe. Yeah. For me, at least. I was just like, it's cool, like, you know what I'm saying? But like as far as that moment, the, the marketing behind it, everything, cigars, at the, I was like... That video was so lazy. Y'all really... That could have, like, revived... That video to me was so lazy. 
Oh man, but uh, that was good album. Could have been better. Good song. Could have been better. Uh, how do you guys feel about? Uh, it was actually announced yesterday. Uh, Tory Lanez and Chris Brown are doing a joint album together. What do you guys? Oh, almost said some crazy shit. This shit's amazing. I'm gonna be hard. Two domestic abusers on one album. That shit gonna be fire. Whoa. <laughs> he went there. He One thing, one thing we know they're gonna have is kids for the girls. Kids. Oh, have. <laughs> I'm sorry for going there. Y'all know I'm team Tory all day long. Don't get it twisted. Nigga, Addis, so you gonna have hits for the but girls? More, more way than one. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, fans of both of you niggas. Um, I didn't like the last song together though. It was on Tori's album. Feels, I like it. Feels, I didn't like it. Touching you right, touching you right. Ooh, that shit hard. That's probably like my least favorite song on that album. But I think they can make like some dope shit together for sure. Yes. So the, yes. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a heavy R and B based type yeah, album, has to. which is gonna, which would be good. Know. Which we don't be, know, because yeah, Chris Brown's a rapping ass and They could both yeah, like flip on the rapping part. That's the best thing. And so, that would probably be the surprise if they both come out with a rap album. I don't want Chris rapping. Who can't? I don't want Chris rapping. Chris, no, you can't, he can rap. Can't. I know That's he can, rap. but I don't want that nigga he, rapping. Yeah, Trey, Trey Sauce can rap, but I don't want that nigga right. rapping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can do it. They shouldn't do it. But they shouldn't do it. I think they should. I think they should do whatever the fuck they want to do. And I believe, nah, they should make songs for the bitches. Yeah, no. They got to. They have to. It should be a good song, though. I think they're going to definitely receive some hate for the past shit, but usually, you know, if you make a good album, it's equivalent to winning a championship in a sport. Right? Like, we had people that was convicted of murders and other uh, salacious acts, uh, and then won a championship and things went disappeared. So uh, <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin Colt. Yeah, but uh, all you gotta do is win and niggas forget. So uh, it's the same thing with album. You make a good enough album, they'll they'll shake your ass. They'll shake their ass for you. Tori put out one song and I was like, shit hard. So, with more uh, music news, uh, TDE tweeted, it was like a game-loading bar. Uh, and now, uh, someone's about to drop, basically, from TDE. Do you think we're finally about to get Kendrick, or do you think nah, there's a someone it's gonna else? Nah, it's gonna be, uh, what's that, what's the dude with the curls? Is that J.I.B. or whatever? Oh, Absol. Absol. Forgot about Absol there. I'd be, I'd be disappointed if it's Absol. Though. I don't I'm think they'll do that for Absol, though. He's more... I don't think they'll do that for Absol. He's That's more, not. like, backpack, right? He's more underground. I don't think they'll... Yeah, that shit gonna be funny if it's Absol. It's gonna be like Boss. <laughs> No, that's not TDE though. Boss is, is uh, Boss is uh Jake Cole TDE. Um, TDE's version of Boss would be Ransom. Is everything Ransom, right? Reason. 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 Yeah. 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 And then we have uh well I just said Boss, but Boss said that J. Cole is dropping an album in about two weeks. Good, so, something to put me to sleep. <laughs> You are so fucking disrespectful. It really gets on my nerves. Like you've been doing this shit since you've been doing. No, he been no, he been doing this shit for like ten years now, bro. Niggas is spicy on these Monday. For your I'm consistent. Now. You can't never say I'm back down. Like no, you can I'm never, consistent. you can never say that Jamal has ever backed down on his ideology of J Cole. He's a boring rapper who needs to get his beats from somebody else. Facts. So. <laughs> So do you think this is the official beginning of some consistent music releases now instead of waiting? Yeah, I think I think it's time. I think touring. I think everybody's sensing touring is about to open up, especially when at least in like amphitheaters and festivals where it's outside. And and major cities are opening up. New York is set to fully open up, like what by the end of, by the beginning of July, if not earlier. July, they yeah. Said. yeah. So yeah. people are definitely. And, and, and then the. What is that? Uh, whatever. The science people said that people CDC? don't have to wear a mask. 
So will they even allow him in? Huh? Will they even allow him in with the case going on? Yeah, if he's a citizen, he'll have to deal with the shit here. So he'll he'll but they won't let him back home unless like he gets his lawyer to you know finesse it. He can do whatever he wants. He's a multimillionaire. With with regards to the judicial system. Because that 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 border shit is serious. Yo, it's that's very serious. There's people that can't come back. Like, artist friends. Like, I've heard, like, they just say, I can't get into Canada. This type shit. I had to call Drake to get into Canada. <laughs> well, yeah. Get smuggled, smuggled in on his jet. It's, he's a little different than a Tory Lane. <laughs> me personally, unless, unless my life is really going out of the drain, I'm not, I'm not calling a man to get me over the border. Maybe I'm... <laughs> I can't call Drake, but hey, Drake. Oh, but what if there's a bag across yeah. the border, though? There's definitely a bag across the border. If you got to call Drake and Drake is like, okay, I'm going to risk bringing you, smuggling you on my plane. I don't think Tori should do that. But if you're friends with Drake, 
I yeah, like, it depends on how close we are, I guess. It depends on how close we are. If we, if we ain't that close, it's like, I don't know. If we what, ain't that close, what, I'm not what if you opened up for him? What if you opened up for him? And that might be different. Like, I feel like that's, that's business then. Like, we, uh, we, in order for us to continue this business, like, see what you can do. But if it's just like, hey, man, I know I know you like that. We went, like, one time, like, I would never try. I would yeah. never trust a nigga that I don't know like that. You can't do that, bro. Yeah. Like, bro, save, save me. I'm at that point. I'm gonna put my hand in his pocket. I'm gonna hold his pocket and like, hold his know? pocket and watch it. Yeah. yeah, that's a like, fact. So that's uh, a fact. I guess we can just make a quick hard turn on uh to some quick sports as uh. Oh, to... oh, before we before we go to sports, I want to say um before we leave music. Shelly, I mean, it, Drum is now Shelly. Just dropped the album. Shit's good. Shelly, aka Drum, FKA Drum. Formerly known FKA? as. For, formerly known. Formerly, formerly known, known, known as. Okay. So album's good. Check it out. What's his name? Shelly. Shelly, yeah. So it's a dude. S H E L L Y. Yeah. I'm not gonna ask why. Um, so it might be his real name. I'm not even it gonna jump. Be, that is his real name, but it might be why leave Drum? That's a question. Nobody knows that either. I think there's a stigma on his name. Maybe, maybe. Probably from like maybe, DJ Drama. Maybe. Or it's a contract shit that he's just trying to get out of so he put his name, different name. That too. That Who too. knows, man? Uh, but what's up there? What, huh? What's under contract is uh, uh, the Logan Paul and Mayweather fight is happening. How do you guys feel yeah. about that? Waste of time it, or it's it's horrible. Um, it shouldn't be happening. We're seeing um, a cheapness of one of the greatest boxers of all time, like just just killing what he accomplished by going in the ring with these. Nobody. With these exhibition fights, like what is happening? Like <laughs> every every fighter, every great fighter has almost every most, a lot of great fighters have fought exhibition fights. It's not the first time. This is yeah. the first time. This is the first time we've seen somebody fight somebody who wasn't even in sports, like actually in sports for a, like a, at a pro level for a long time. But like usually they fight like a, a wrestler or like a. Or like the best, like you know, martial artist in Japan. You know, what I'm something like that. Like when, when, when Floyd did before, when he fought that up and coming um, Japanese, what uh, like kickboxer? Yeah, the kid was like 15, though. <laughs> but also, Floyd is also just a he's a you know he's it's he's all bad, man. bro. That shit is all bad. I haven't seen I haven't seen a boxer do this like. Oh, oh, like I've never seen what's what Sugar Ray. I've never seen Sugar Ray do it. Never seen um, like is his spending Sugar... really that extravagant to where he like, like he's doing he... anything for the bag at this moment. Sugar, Sugar Ray's done it before. He he, he him and him and Duran fought like a, at an older I think at like an older age. It's, it's not the but same. That, but that's okay. Time. That's okay. That's okay. Like fighting old. Uh, that's like Mike Tyson fighting. But, uh, but why jeopardize it to all he's done? Right. I'm just coming from. I'm not. Obviously, you guys know I'm not the biggest boxing fan, but I'll watch. But like, why who's someone who's 50 and 0 in his career or 51, whatever he is, he hasn't lost. Have to accept the fight from a YouTuber who who only had what less than three professional fights or whatever? How does no, that happen? I believe. And I'm not talking. Older, yeah, I'm talking about Logan. Fight. I'm talking about yeah. uh, Logan, not Jake, who's fighting like Nate Robinson and shit. It's. I think Jake only had three fights. I think Logan had two fights with the same guy. Got yeah, that, that KSI YouTuber, the, the other YouTuber. Yeah. That's not, yeah. Who else did he fight? I don't think he has more than five professional bites on, fights on either That's side it. either. That's it. Well, that's KSI. For Floyd, for Floyd it's, it's, a, it's a smart thing as far as financially. Right? That's the only thing Floyd really cares about for really watching. He's exactly. a businessman. He's, not if, really, he's, a, he's an athlete only because he's great at it. But, really, but, but God forbid, as a boxer, it takes one good punch, right? One perfectly landed punch. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah no, no, you guys are going to say Floyd never got no, touched no, no, before. No. You can't get hit. 
But what no, the fuck if he does? Out of there, that, that's, not, that's not my bitch. That's not, you can't touch him. <laughs> that that <laughs> can't be the only He's excuse, this nigga. How old is Floyd now? Uh, He's like, let me, let me look 50? it up. It may be like 40 something. That's 48. old, bro. Like, yeah, yeah you could be in the best though. shape of your life. He's 44. And I don't think that excuse of no one could touch him yet. He did that when he, like, for the past couple of fights. Now, but, maybe, but you're talking. So, maybe as a boxer. So, as a boxer, as a boxing fan, you guys have seen the underweight get one punch in and drop the, the favorite, right? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? No, as a boxer. Yes. Just answer the question. It's a yes or no. Has, no, no, no. No, there's different caveats. Yeah, we've seen, yeah, we've seen a rag, uh, not a random, but we, yeah, we've seen a, a good fighter get caught on a bad day. But this is Floyd Mayweather, the king of defense. He can write a book on on defense. There's not, there's never been a, another fighter as defensively sound as he is. Okay. So there's never been a fighter who's been able to hit and not get hit. Like the point of boxing is to hit someone and not get hit. No one's been as good at it. Okay, that's why it's so hard to talk to niggas about Floyd because it all does lead on that without ever thinking about the what the it's fuck a, it's is. It's a fact. It's a fact. If, it, if, if fifty fights, he's been doing this fifty times. Okay, I don't care how old he is or who Age he definitely is a fucking if factor. Floyd, if Floyd had a bad chin and bad defense, I would be like, all right, you know it's a good chance. But yeah. no. All right, he's let's move the fuck better. off of Floyd because this ain't going nowhere. Um, <laughs> You're not going anywhere. I'm yeah, like, like right, let's let's go to the next fucking topic because <laughs> can't talk to niggas about Floyd. Um, because you, you it's can, okay. You next, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we we can move on. This one of sports guys. Kids, kids, niggas can never think of the what if, but always. <laughs> there is no what if with him. That that what if. That I'm gonna cut your shit off right here so niggas can't hear your rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> how, how you right you here, your shit getting cut. Gonna tell niggas about a what if. Cause a what if always exists. I mean, but that's the reason. The what if is why is the reason why people are gonna buy it, right? So that's that's part of that's part of Floyd's whole marketing plan is that he's no he knows that everyone is banking on the what if if he gets caught if he what if Floyd gets caught he got caught one see time that shit. yeah Floyd, Floyd, got, Floyd got caught good twice in his career two times that man has been hit and people were like whoa and both of those times the the second time where pop was probably the worst the man's never been hit since like he hasn't been hit since. Like, okay, Shane cool. mostly rocked him a little bit, and it was like, whoa. That was bad. Zab Judah knocked him, locked him, knocked him a little bit. Other than that, I think maybe a couple other people got some good, like a clean hit on him. But Floyd's never really been, like, in trouble. And I, 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 I just it, don't think this garbage pale YouTube, you, I mean, not garbage pale, this YouTube guy who, <laughs> like. Is pale, though. I mean, yeah, he, but he, he, you know, he got beat up by another YouTube guy. I don't think he's going to be able to even give Floyd, like, Man. To sweat. <laughs> the the, the thing about Floyd that is so amazing, after he gets hit, he goes into another like he recalibrates. He, he and I, I think he's like, so afraid of the moment too. So like you're not going in here with like a regular boxer. You're going in with like arguably the greatest boxer of all time. And the YouTuber knows going against Floyd, regardless if he gets checked, is a check. It's a bag. It's a bag. Like who the, I would fight Floyd Mayweather for. All the rounds I would have to fight that nigga for the bag that comes with it, and I have. And Floyd gets a bigger bag, so he's gonna, he probably gonna draw in roughly around what he usually draws in, which is usually around like 50, um, sixty to hundred million dollars, and he's gonna probably get like eighty nine percent percent of it because Jake because Logan is is he's not like a regular fighter where he can get like he's been fighting for a while he's gonna draw in a big crowd. Logan's gonna draw in a big crowd only because it's like what the fuck is Floyd doing? And but other than that. This shit isn't on Thriller either. This shit is like Showtime. Who's that? Showtime boxing. Because Floyd, Floyd does his own. He gets, he gets <laughs> own, um, his own shit, but he's not. Yeah, he's done it. He's not, he don't need nobody else. Are y'all niggas it's done? Because y'all niggas always do this when I end the topic. Then y'all niggas like ramble for another couple of... <laughs> Every time. You, you, you guys done? Fuck Floyd. Next topic. 
All right. Fuck Floyd. Fuck Floyd. Let's go, Logan. Let's go. Oh, anyway. You want to put money on it? We could talk you off wanna... air. He will not put no money on it. <laughs> I put my Dogecoin up, nigga. What's up? Nigga, what's up? What's up? What I talk Doge, nigga. I talk Doge over here, nigga. What's up? <laughs> I got Doge. I got, I got hella Doge. We up right now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Olympics. Uh, they actually the Tokyo Olympics that's still happening this year. Uh, they're actually banning any protests during the official ceremonies, uh, and they're looking to sanction sanction athletes who kneel during the ceremonies. Thoughts on the biggest sports platform ever? <laughs> well, it's Japan. Well, I don't think it's them. I think it's the that's the Olympic Committee. Probably has to yeah, that, right? the Olymp- Olympic Commission. Yeah. Um, but this is this is surprising. I'll go. This is surprising because throughout the years we have seen like um not crazy protest. I, I don't even want to call it protest, but um everybody has that picture or has seen that picture of um I forgot what his name is, but I think it's a 1960 Olympic. Oh, when he's or like posing at the stadium. Yep. Yeah, like, like that's been a part of the Olympics, right? And for them to finally be like, no, nope, this year not, nah. it's kind of weird. It's, it's strange. I don't, I don't get it. So it's probably because there's going to be so many eyes on the Olympics that they don't want people to be motivated by the demonstrations and the athletes showing their support for whatever they're trying to show support for. It's a control system to me. But this isn't the first time that kneeling would be a part of the Olympics. Didn't, when was the last Olympics? 2000, was 2018? 20, oh, no, no, 2016. 2016. So I'm pretty sure there was a lot of kneeling then. Probably. Probably. Uh, but uh, so, the way I see it for them banning it is going to force some American, African Americans to do it, and if they get banned, they kind of go down as martyrs for this shit, right? Because it's gonna then put a bigger spotlight on their action, and why were they doing it? Because of the systematic uh, racism or whatever, right? So then it's gonna put the bigger globe scope on it because, one, the story's out now that they're banning this shit ahead of time, and then two, there's gonna be some people who do it anyway. And then what's gonna happen there? You're just gonna kick people out from participating in the rest of the, the matches? I think that's gonna cause a bigger snowball effect negatively for the Olympics than if they would just allow it like they yeah. did in the past. That's that's the thing that surprises me as well, because like when you look at like another um global league like like FIFA, like soccer, right? Mm-hmm. And they have whole campaigns say no to racism. Like, literally, teams in London will, will, will kneel. That's true. Um, will kneel before, um, after they kick it, they'll kneel for like 10 minutes or something just to just to protest that. And there's nothing, like, FIFA has no problem with it. Um, the, the club managers and whatever the uh, owners have no problem with it, so it's weird that out of nowhere no, the Olympic committee. So here, here's their exact language. This is from the CBS article. Uh, the International Olympic Committee, the IOC, have warned athletes participating in the postponed 2020 Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics that they will face bans for displaying any political message during national anthems. That includes kneeling, raising a fist in the air, crossing wrists, or holding signs or armbands of solidarity with anti-racism movements or or any other political movement. No kind of demonstration or political, religious, or racial propaganda is is permitted on any Olympic sites, venues, or other areas. So they're just shutting that shit down completely. I think I think there's an ulterior, not necessarily an ulterior motive, but I think it's I think they're trying to neutralize the Olympian um, platform because it is a it's the games of everywhere, right? 
So they're probably trying to minimize the offensiveness that something could cause. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, a fist in the air could offend someone. Or maybe the Wakanda salute can offend someone. So maybe they're just trying to neutralize it to make it more universal or more global. Um, and, and maybe not. Like, I really, I really don't know. But that would be the best possible explanation as to why they would do something like that is to make it more um globally neutral when it comes to religion politics ideologies they want it to be about the game nothing else sport i don't know if i agree with that global shit i just said that fifa shit like nothing's more global than soccer like and for for them just to be like, ah, oh, you can't speak your piece is kind of crazy, but yeah, it's definitely I'm, a little wild, especially in today's day and age when everything's a little more heightened and uh, everyone's more self aware of the situations. Yeah, I think also, I think it's happening on, on two fronts, right? Like, one financially we've seen what protests can do and the Olympics is all about you know the economic Foster, you know, yeah. yeah true um, I think so I, th- I think they're going to come on, on on the on the platform that you know it's the first time we have an Olympics with the COVID so this is like a big thing for the world but at the same time I think I think it's really just about like keeping people quiet like there's going to be a lot of countries in, in the Olympics too that can protest and right now this is probably this is probably be the time when like we have the most eyes on like everything that's going on. Like you look at India, um, you look at China. China's been China's got a lot of shit going on. They got a Middle lot of East. shit. Middle East, America, America. There's yeah, so many countries. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people are dealing with the racial, the racial aspects of everything too. And then if you look at the last couple of Olympics too, what happened in like Brazil and like a lot of those big those places where it's like kind of impoverished. You saw, you saw, we saw the juxtaposition of like, you know, the poor people versus the people who have and the money that's being generated in these areas, and like how there's no investment before, prior to, right? Like we saw the same thing in Atlanta. They built up Atlanta for the Olympics. Now that 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 whole downtown is like trash. So, um, you know, I think I think it, <clears throat> I think it's gonna, I think what the Olympic Committee is trying to do, because they never like protests anyway, right? Like they never want to see that shit. Um, the Olympic Committee is always trying to be like, hey, we're trying to get the hell out of this. You know, we don't want, we don't want no issues. And um, I think this is the, one of the we're in, a, we're in an interesting time. Like, there's a lot of people who want to protest. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got you got like you got a lot of nationalism happening both in Europe and America at the same time. You have a lot of race, you know, racial stuff happening. It's a lot. So I feel like everybody probably if, if if it starts out, it could get out of hand too. That's one part of it. It's not like this one. It's like one people who are like dealing with issues. It's not like. It's not like South Africa this time. It's not like, you know what I'm saying. This is like everybody's like we're all the way. You, the way you're explaining it makes it makes it makes sense. Yeah, they're trying. Now it now it finally made sense. That's what I was trying to say. They're just trying to neutralize. You did say that. That's all I was saying. Like that's that's their goal. That's <laughs> their bad. goal. <laughs> but, it's all about, but it's all about money, though. It's not, it's not really about keeping people from saying what they want to say. It's really about the money at the end of the day. It's, of course. You know, they'll keep, they'll, they'll say whatever speech they want, but it's, it's, a, it's just about keeping the um, integrity of um, the Olympic um, selection committee. Otherwise, they don't give a fuck about nothing else. Um, all this stuff is about money and advertising dollars. And Yeah, because if you, you know. see something offensive, you're going to turn the TV off. <laughs> you're not going to participate. And, you're going to boycott. I'm not watching and the sensibilities of, Like you said earlier, too, the sensibilities of each culture is different, right? So like yeah. you said... Some, some, and, and the, the raised fists. As although it's it's a it's a powerful thing because it became a big thing for like you know poverty people everywhere, not even just like black people. But uh-huh. um, it's an interesting thing. I, I I also I also am very interested in seeing like how the basketball community community itself responds to this, right? Because like I, the basketball- I don't think there's a lot of people going like big stars, right? Not NBA. NBA the NBA has been divesting from. The Olympics for a while. That's that, remember, yeah. I'm, re- I'm more worried about what's going to be NBA. I'm more worried about, like, you know, like you said, the soccer teams. I'm more worried about those folks. So those are the ones people that's really going to stand up. If we might see a Chinese person stand up. We might see a Russian, you know what I'm saying? Like, we really might see 
some shit that can be, you know, because everybody got a lot of shit to protest. Um, however, typically within in the Olympics, they usually send a lot of nationalists. Like, they usually, they, they kind of caught on to that political aspect part. You kind of only send people who are like, I'm, I'm with the shits. Like, this is my country. I'm here to represent my country all day, every day. So, um, it'll be interesting. I, I, I do want to see more on, on the article and see what the response is going to be. I haven't seen much. NBA's kind of been dropping out of the, you know, the big stars at least kind of dropped. They're like, fuck that Olympic shit. Like, you know, like, you know, this country don't even respect us at the end of the day. I'm going to collect my check where, where it really is. Um, and uh, focus on the championship, but that's what gives me the, the actual um, sponsorship deals. Like being in the Olympics, it gives you it gives you a, a certain level of visibility. But the NBA has like kind of like expanded FIBA, so on. They kind of they don't need that no more. They have so. a foundation. Yeah. But if you have shoes and you bring out your Olympic pairs, that's it. That's classic. <laughs> but, I don't need, but I don't even need to be in the Olympics now because, like, think about the think about the marketing term. Say Nike wants to be like a wants to do something where it's like you know we're we're standing up against you know tyranny or like standing up against being you know quieted by the Olympics. Is the new like banned Olympics sneaker like? Imagine a banned Jordan One with some Olympic shit on it. Like that shit would go nuts. <laughs> you know, so I'm not there. I think it's a way, and I think Mark, I think Nike and those other companies are smart enough to figure out ways to make to make the marketing. So, yeah, I mean, either way, they could they could flip it, but it's a it's a moment, right? The Olympics, but they also like I definitely the Olympics before I let it go is the NCAA. I think in the Olympic selection committee are both going to face major. Oh, and then um, gymnastics too. They have been facing major, major like you know issues as far as treatment of players. Um, WNBA pick two, like they've been facing issues with treatment of players. Not WNBA, um, NCAA. Um, so it's going to be a difficult time to see where they're going to get the talent from moving forward. What does make me think of when you talk about that hypothetical with like the band Jordan One, uh, Kanye's the one on one Yeezy with when he did it with Nike, that one on one just sold for like $1.8 million or some shit like that. Uh, his, as well as uh, and then his was, uh, the, was it the one he won he won something in it right you yeah know, yeah I think so yeah I think that was like uh, the award show one I think I don't something remember like but yeah something like that but it's just one of one someone bought it for 1.8 uh, he finally released his logo for the Yeezy brand underneath Gap which is just Yeezy in the, in the blue with the white colors uh, YZY no YZY yeah, yeah I was like wait <laughs> uh, are you guys expecting anything big out of that? I know we have this out as a, as a list. Do you think that's gonna blow up there as well, or because he essentially what, is, do you think that's gonna be something that works out good with Gap? As essentially he's essentially gonna be resurrecting that company with just his brand. Anything he touches turns to gold. Really, like honestly, that's gonna sound crazy, but man, his shit is like lazy, like. It's, it's clothes and shit, like the holes in oh. it and the tatters. Like, some of the Yeezys are super creative, but I can never wear them. Like, I just, I just seen someone buy Yeezy slides and it was, it looked like Crocs. It looked like yeah. they Crocs. And it was, it's preposterous. Even Crocs are too, <laughs> even, cro- even Crocs are too damn expensive. There's $300 for some slides. What? Crocs are going nuts right now. People are buying Crocs like crazy. Like crazy, and I don't even understand the concept. Like, is it the teenage generation that's buying that shit? Post Malone. Like, my, my sister just bought a, a, a pair for my niece and her daughter, a matching set of Crocs. And I remember growing up, like, I will never wear a fucking pair of Crocs. They look like shoes that, uh, no offense, homeless people wear. <laughs> like, sorry. That's funny. That's all that's worth the shower. Yes. Or in the shower at jail. I was saying that's Kanye's whole aesthetic, though. Kanye, Kanye, Kanye is kind of a. Um, I think Kanye in. I think it's. I think Kanye is two things. I think he's a genius because, like, he knows how to elevate art. Like, he Kanye takes basic shit that we already using and just makes it a little bit better. That's all he does. Yeah. He's not, none of his ideas are original. Um, no. He's just original in his approach to how he's going to solve that that issue, right? Which is a lot of the greatest people. Like he's a sampler. That's what he does. He samples shit and makes it better. Um, yeah, I think. And then also, like he's kind of like 
he's kind of our he kind of puts he kind of it's funny because like every joke you see about that, that that new designer like that changes the industry it's like they they really just giving you people to that parking aware right like that's what culture is culture usually comes from people who have nothing and have to make something out of it and that's and Kanye to that sense is kind of a culture vulture to me a little bit to an extent because he's selling he's selling the culture at such a high price point like if you want to sell the culture you gonna give the game at least give something that shit for free or like you know low cost that bitch a little bit like you can have your little exclusive shit that make it go a higher price if you want to get that money but like and I, and I think and I think that's I think the Yeezy Gap thing might be his approach to that like the low I mean, the price affordability yeah I'm hoping yeah. Gap even, even isn't that inexpensive like it depends on your price oh range oh my right? gosh Gap can run you some shit too bro <laughs> they, they shit they shit kind of quality though it's well, like, yeah, some, nice, some, 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 some nice materials in there oh yeah, Gap got some nice shit but and that shit is crazy and that's what I feel like Kanye's gonna get in I feel like he's gonna change that textile I feel like he's gonna focus more on the jackets He's gonna. He's, I don't think he's gonna touch the jeans because the Gap jeans are, you know, they're staple. But I feel like he's gonna touch the jackets, the t-shirts. Um, and sure. gonna, he, yeah, he's not gonna touch. I feel like he's gonna bring the streetwear to Gap. That's the only thing he's gonna do. He's not doing. Like he's not gonna. He's not. You know, he's you gonna give you. He's gonna give you a bunch of Parker jackets. He's basically gonna create like an Ivy Park. I feel like mixed with, like he's gonna he's gonna do something like a human made kind of thing. I feel like, you know, like it's the same thing. Where where you got um, human made is a little different, but it's kind of like where Pharrell made him um, the billionaires. Huh? Um, whatever he got with Adidas, I forgot what it's called. It's like it's oh. like human something. Yeah, human. Go something like that. Either way, but it's gonna be something similar. I feel like it's gonna be a streetwear brand from this um, from this other like label. You know, this long time label. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a mixture of like bringing it's gonna be like bringing the gap closer to like Dior or something like that, but it's not gonna be anything grand. I don't feel like because what Dior and them are doing is basic shit too. Like they're doing regular shit, you know. So I just feel like that's what he's doing. He's, he just want, he wants to play around with the high level fashion people, but like he wants to he wants to level a barrier, you know. So he needs to break with a company that's like trying to break into that industry. They're gonna give him the keys. Like fuck it, take us there. But like like a fashion you know, over. Exactly, but but uh, but you know uh, a Louis Vuitton and so on. So they're probably not. They're not gonna get these. Like, all right, you can't eat West, but like, yeah. we're Louis Vuitton. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but Gap is like cool. Like we've been we've been here. We're trying to get up here. So especially, I feel like it's gonna be another way for um, Kanye to compete with both um, Jay Z and Drake because that's all they really compete on, right? It's gonna be Nocta versus Puma versus Gap versus Easy. And I think I think to answer your question, Sean, I do think it'll be like crazy successful. Like anything this nigga touches, the culture loves it. Like music, clothes. Is that, is that pop culture that we were talking about earlier? Yeah, pop culture loves it. Everything he touches. And, and I mean, the man thing, gave you hoodies. Because I don't love it. it. And niggas went crazy. I don't love it. Everything he does too it creates a second market, a secondary market for it. That's how popular it is. But it was so crazy because I remember he did a fashion show and I'm looking at everybody coming down the runway and I'm like, damn, it's like he went down Skid Row and was like, damn, look at these layers. Look at these oversized sweaters. Look at this shit. And now a billion dollar fashion line. It didn't make any sense to me. It's like he got all his fucking ideas from Skid Row. He made that shit. Made that shit gold. Nigga got the Midas touch. The Bojik. Um, it's the same thing you said, like about us and the Floyd Mayweather thing. Some people just think everything Kanye does, like Kanye could shit on the ground. They'd be like, "Oh my god, oh man, that's fire! That's shit hot." Yeah, he just, yeah. just sneak Floyd back in there. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, to be honest, I mean, I, I don't really have much else. Y'all got anything you wanna, y'all wanna talk about before you wrap this up? Anything to plug? Anybody selling anything? You said the plug. Anything to plug. Anything to plug. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought she was asking for a plug. It's like, no. offline, nigga. Offline. <laughs> oh, shout out to Mello. Just got to number 10. Carmelo Anthony. He just hit number 10 on the all-time 
uh, scoring list. Yep, he just passed, uh, well, uh, Alvin Hayes for 10 all-time on the NBA scoring list. Well, shout out to Melo. Wish he would have stayed a Nick, but whatever. Um, I don't got nothing else. You got, well. Wait, real quick. Now that you brought up Melo, did you see that list of all the greatest non-champs ever? And he was on that list. I think it was Allen Iverson, Charles Barkley, Melo, and a couple other people. I can't remember. But Let, let's talk about that next time. Let me write that down. You just reminded me of that shit. But yep, we can close it out. Yeah, send that. Uh, send me that link, and I'll save it so we can. Or send it in a group so we can like look it over and maybe yeah, make our own list for it. I'll find it. All right, Amir wrap us up. I didn't want to go over too long or over 9.30 being a work day for everybody. So. Shit, I'm tired. Wrap well, up, sir. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining Black Entourage Podcast. It has been another great day. If you haven't already, make sure you check us out on Spotify, iTunes, as well as YouTube. We also post clips of our podcast there. If you haven't already, please like, comment, and subscribe uh, for more content. And if you really like us, make sure you hit that notification bell to be notified when we do update more content. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we are out. Peace. Peace.